This is a shock podcast. Shock. Uh, science out in Q1. I mean, what's going on there? Well, he was just slow, I think. Just just slow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But it's, 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 not, it's not wrong. I mean, he absolutely mm-hmm. shunted it. As you say, it's a technical track. So I don't know. Maybe he was just taking some time to get back on his feet. Could it be a difference maybe after the chassis swap? Like identical chassis. But you know, like one's always better than the other. I, I used to have those days when I was racing. Like some days you feel like you're doing all the right things. But you're and you're just slow, man. <laughs> but I don't yeah. have the privilege like Ron to, you know, smash <laughs> chassis. <laughs> I don't know much about that. Yeah, I just I just drove my, my bent chassis. Yeah, I, I went through a lot of manhole covers. <laughs> <laughs>
any of the rookies either. P1, practice one, as we said last episode, was almost entirely uh, rookies this time. Most of them have driven Formula One cars before. I have no doubt that they've all driven on Yas Marina. I feel like it's one of those tracks that, you know, F2 goes to, F3 goes to. There's loads of junior series, winter series that goes to that track. So it's it's not like some people making their debut on Zandvoort, for example, where it's super technical. So uh, just getting them used to the equipment. But they we did have two people driving F1 cars for the first time in FP1, including Jake Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was expecting big things from him. He was taking Verstappen's car out, but uh, he had to stop a little bit early. His helmet was coming loose. <laughs> so it's it a bit odd, yeah. A bit weird. Um, we also saw a Pat O'Ward, um, mm-hmm. who's being given the McLaren seat. McLaren reserve, reserve driver seat. seat yep. for 2024. But this is also, also an important test because... We know that there's still an empty seat left for next year. Poor old Sargent's probably looking on at this test session with a bit of anxiety, you know? Yeah, I think Abu Dhabi is his last chance or last lap wonder to save his seat. But uh, seems like he didn't qualify. And there are rumours on the paddock about trying to get uh, Frederick Vesti as one of their main options. He's a Mercedes driver. Uh, secured second in the championship, vice champion of FIA Formula 2. Plenty of potential. And he's, uh, I think it brings a reasonable uh, amount of support from Mercedes as well with that engine deal. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of talks and rumours in the paddock since Abu Dhabi. Well, Sargent's had a decent couple of races, right? He's had a rocky rocky season overall, but it, it definitely got a lot better in the last four to five races. But I don't know if that's enough for him to redeem his seat next season. I mean, if you look at all the interviews with James Voles as well, James is an excellent speaker, very, very diplomatic. Um, and you'd think that if he did secure his seat for next year, the way that James would be talking would be a lot more certain. But he's still coming out with these diplomatic responses. So, I don't know, just that lack of committal. You know you've got the new F2 champion sitting there. You've got a, a few other F2 hopefuls. You've got Drugovic, Prusher, Vesti, all waiting. I don't know. I actually I don't know much about their their, their funding, but I don't know. If I'm sergeant, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm not resting <laughs> easy now that the season's done. It's it's always um it's always tricky for these teams to select the right driver. They they never make the right choice. It's sort of like a, a roulette as well, right? They're all just as talented. Um, those who've who've come top three in the F two championship, I think they all deserve a seed in F one. But as we also mentioned, a lot of F one um, F two champions who did did go into F1, did not necessarily succeed, um, such as Stoffel van Dorn, yep. Nick de Vries, um, super talented, but you know, it never really put out, uh, plan out the way they did. In Logan Sargent's position, I think he's, he's going to have to fight really hard for that seat next year, otherwise he won't see it, um, he won't see a second season. I'm not sure, because there's a lot of influence from Mercedes as well, right? Uh, Mercedes borrowed engine, um, they want to extend that contract, maybe there's some influence from, from that end. It would be interesting to see what the ultimate decision is. I mean, there's, there's not much you can do as a driver in the off-season at, at this point, right? Like, I think he just has to hang tight and wait for this decision. The only other thing that I can think that he can do or his team can do more proactively is obviously get more sponsors, work out more media deals, and then obviously that would entice the team a little bit more from a commercial perspective. But otherwise, I don't know. It's it's a tough it's a tough gig. I, I don't know if I could be in charge of that in Formula One teams, if I'm honest. Like, it just seems so cutthroat. I, I'm too empathetic. Like, I'd think about me being in that position because <laughs> we've all been in that position yeah. as drivers. So I'm just kind of like, give the guy another chance. But at the same time, it's like, you're running a business, man. Yeah, yeah that's right. You, you gotta 
secure that um, points, right? You have to secure the prize winnings to, for the, for the, in order for the team to survive. And Williams, on that hand, is not one of the big teams. So mm-hmm. uh, you've got to play the politics as well. And just to mention out, some of these drivers, they also have some strong managers, you mm. know, um, having... Having managers that has been in the paddock for such a long time, you know, uh, Theo Pocher is managed by Nicholas Todd, you know, Award now is managed by Zach Brown. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. these guys are they have influential people, despite of funding, um, that can put a, a strong deal together to to get the R drivers in. So it's also succession planning for the bigger teams, you know, throwing a a, a dice of roulette in order for their drivers to be prepared for the future. So yeah, it it is it is challenging. You know, th- that's actually a very interesting point and something that not many people discuss. M- maybe we have a bit of an insight now because of Drive to Survive, but I-, I feel like managers a lot of the time get a bad rap, right? Particularly in the junior formula where they may not necessarily be doing as much. The connections may not matter as much and they're just taking a big cut of the team signings, the sponsorship deals, etc., etc. But you're, you are right. I mean, a name like... Nicholas Todd. I think he didn't he manage Massa? Yes, he did. Yeah. 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 You know, and your father is Jean Todd, mm-hmm. right? So literally one of the most connected guys in the industry ever. You're his son and you want to be a manager. You can literally open any door that y- you want. And sure, it may not be as important in Formula 4 or in go-karts. But when you get to F1, you know, we've said this before, there are more astronauts mm-hmm. in existence than Formula 1 drivers. So you're looking at this ultra-exclusive club and it's talent and money just isn't enough sometimes. Yep. So you do have to be with someone that's very, very connected. So we need to get to know Michelle Yeoh and that's our only way in. Exactly. <laughs> to Formula One. <laughs> exactly. Auntie Michelle, get us in with Nicholas Todd. Um, anyway, so P1 was all about the rookies. Russell came out on top. P2 was all of the usual drivers, but some of them driving like rookies. <laughs> we had two drivers in the wall, signs in the wall. Uh, that was a mega snap. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yep. But he just, he hit a bump at the same time as he got into dirty air, was changing direction, and then poof! Yeah. Just completely lost it, tailspin into the wall. Session restarted, and then Hulkenberg hit the wall as well mm-hmm. uh, at the exit of T1. So, actually, I take it back. I, th- I was saying at the beginning, we we're introducing Yas Marina. Yeah. It's a very safe and wide track. Sounds, sounds more dangerous than well, Vegas. Well, I, I think it depends, like, which part of the circuit, right? Because, like, where Carlos went off is not, is not really an area where you would. Um, it just sort of went the complete opposite direction after he hit that bump. But he's also had, like, two bad consecutive FP1s you know since since Vegas um, luckily it came out okay but no, in, in general I think Yas Marina has, is one of the safest tracks out there a bit like Paul Ricard yeah. but there are a lot of high speed sections as well right and if the car loses it you know how sensitive these are um, when it hits a bump and loses the arrow it just catches you off guard and the driver you know gets shoots off in the completely opposite direction you know one other potential dangerous part of Yas Marina which is very very unique to this track is the tunnel pit exit yeah. Um, and a very weird thing that happened in P2 was Verstappen, obviously annoyed about all the traffic, everybody going slow, he's running out of time. You know, Jake Dennis was driving his car in P1, so this guy wants to maximize his track time. And he starts trying to overtake everybody in the pit lane going too wide. <laughs> I, I, I still don't even know if that, that, that was allowed. I think, I, think he, I think he got away with it, but it was just, I don't know. Everything that happens after exiting the pit, pit exit line. It's fair game. 
it's fair game technically if you're still within you know track limits yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. i mean he was over the white line because it's so tight but yeah anyway that was uh that was an interesting thing to see but i mean there you go it's you, he's yeah. got his fighting spirit max never gives up even yeah. in practice exactly um so rounding off uh, practice two it was Leclerc in P1 Norris in P2 Verstappen in P3 Leclerc obviously quite happy with that P1 because his main intention this weekend maybe not necessarily to win but for Ferrari to hold P2 in the Constructors Championship and I think that was the big exciting thing going in we mm-hmm. don't didn't quite have the title fight that we did last year with Hamilton and Verstappen going in on the last lap but it was equally as tight but for the Constructors Championship this time so looking ahead at qualifying not a good start for Ferrari on that point uh, science out in Q1 I mean what's going on there well he was just slow I think just just slow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> F- fair enough. But okay. it's, it's, not, it's not wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh, but I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lack of confidence as well after that that whole crash as well, though. I mean, he absolutely mm-hmm. shunted it. Yeah. Into yeah. the wall. Yeah. And as you say, it's a technical track, so I don't yeah. know. Maybe it was just taking some time to get back on his feet. Actually, throughout the whole weekend, Sainz was completely off the pace. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, compared to where Leclerc was, Leclerc was almost fighting and dicing with the guys in front and and he didn't seem comfortable. Could it be a difference maybe after the chassis swap since Las Vegas? Because it, it has happened before. I think I think we've all been through that. Like even at, you know, go-karts, like identical chassis. But you know like one's always better than the other. That yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You, you know? leave all your talent <laughs> on the other <laughs> chassis. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it could be that case. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, we're just sort of speculating now. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know. I mean like okay, I I, I I used to have those days in in when I was racing. Like some days you feel like you're doing all the right things but you're and you're just slow, man. <laughs> But I don't yeah. have the privilege, like Ron, to you know smash <laughs> chassis. <laughs> I don't know much about that. Yeah, I just I just drove my my bench chassis. Yeah, I, I went through a lot of manhole covers. <laughs> <laughs> um, another driver that just seemed to be slow for no reason was Hamilton. He was out in Q two, and obviously, usually he'd blame the car and all that kind of stuff. But Russell didn't really have that bad of a of a weekend, so the car actually seemed okay. Yeah, yeah I, I saw I saw his um, interview actually. He said, "It um, is what it is, man." Yeah, and um, it means and, he's slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's been. He said it's been two, three races. He he hasn't been having a car that suits his driving style. He said he does one change and he goes understeer. He does another change, he goes oversteer. Going to qualifying was unpredictable car. So yeah, I mean, uh, they've they've been so vocal since the beginning of the year, right? You know, from Toto Wolf all the way down, saying that they cannot wait for the season to end so they can chuck this car into the rubbish bin. Mm-hmm. But do you do you think they're going to make enough progress over the winter break to actually fix it? They have the resources too. Um, yeah. I think they've started their car as early as after the summer break, to be honest. These big teams, although they said, oh, you know, we're putting all the resources this year, but they have a set team that's already looking to improve as soon as next year. And also the FIA crash test is normally uh, is pushed earlier now to December before mm-hmm. Christmas. So um, I think they've got to have a car ready uh, for 2025. Are there any big regulation changes from this year compared to the next in terms of car development, what they can do, what they can't? Not that I know of actually, Ron. But I know for a fact that um, they're still trying to manage the overtaking opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the arrow cut down from the top of the car is definitely now gone, but some tracks overtaking is still very, very difficult. So I think the, the arrow cutbacks on underneath the car would be 
restrict it. I'm just going to make a mental note. I think for the next episode, we should do a full rundown of the technical regs. Why not? Not not just for the listeners, but for yeah. ourselves as well. <laughs> <laughs> Time to do our homework. Um, so not just the uh, Mercedes being hard to drive. The track actually did... I mean, I, I really did shoot myself in the foot by saying that Yas Marino was a, a safe, easy track. I mean, there were so many laps deleted. Mm-hmm in qualifying as well, just because people couldn't keep it in the white lines, namely Logan Sargent, who mm. had no time set on his outing, but that's actually because he just got completely deleted because he, he crossed the track limits. Um, it, it is hard though, right? Like y- you are fighting the balance between literally a thin painted line. So you, you do got a feel for him. Yeah. Um, the problem with Abu Dhabi is number one is high speed, right? So you get carried away with the fact that, like you say, Dan, like it's like a Paul Ricard open Herman Tilker circuit. And I've seen some of the videos in which opening up the corner, even going into the corner, they open up as far as they can on the outside white line to enter into the corner. And you don't do at other tracks because of the grass, right? Mm-hmm. But for someone like Sergeant where his career's on the line, why would you take such risk, right? Even in Q1, um, his teammate went further up. Uh, it, it kills you, this track, you know. Um, it takes away a lot of uh, different approaches that gains time because you don't drive or race normally because of the, 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 the lines being everywhere. But at the same time, it's, it's also... Um, it's a modern circuit, you, so you've got to drive it in, in, in such a way to, 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 to gain performance. It, it really reminds me of, of Austria, right? You know, how you have to really just <clears throat> really fast, almost 90 degree corners, mm-hmm. where you just have to kind of send it over the white line and just pray to God that your right tire is still inside the, the white line. And it's so hard. Again, I think this is something that only people that have sat in a race car can fully appreciate because I'll be honest, you're you're guesstimating where the line is. You know, one of the the things that I was always the most worried about when I was racing Formula cars was the race starts, man. You know, like like you don't know oh. if you're in the white box or not because you can't see the front wing. Like it, it's it's blind, right? So you're gonna have to guess. Like, okay, my my feet are approximately there. <laughs> you can kind of see the edge of the yellow line poking out. And then sometimes there's all these like different techniques that you can use to. I don't know if you guys ever did this, but like your mechanic would put duct tape yeah, on yeah, the yeah. on the yeah, pit wall. 100%. So yes. you you knew that if your uh your mirror lines up with the duct tape that you're in the same position that you started. But that's yeah. like that's guesswork, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do the I do the first five laps of the race and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a penalty or something like yeah. out of the box. So it's it's tough. So if you're doing 240k's, route slinging around a corner, exiting fast. I mean, as much as we're gonna bash Logan for the rest of this episode, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> also, lots of oversteer. Norris, I think, could have done a lot better. Same with Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Loads of oversteer uh, out of the last corner. So uh, maybe a lot more potential in there to potentially dethrone Verstappen from pole. Um, one other stat that I want to mention before going into Verstappen's dominance. Albon has officially out-qualified his teammate at every single race this year. I know, 22 to nil. And right? the last driver to do that was Verstappen in 2020 against Albon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Wow>. Yeah. It's <laughs> wow. a little bit of karma, huh? Jeez. Wow. Uh, which kind of shows you what the disparity is between Verstappen and his teammate, huh? Yeah. All right, let's focus on Verstappen then. The race... 19 out of 23 race wins. It's... 
<laughs> it's a bit surreal, isn't it? It's surreal. It's impressive. Yeah. It's hugely impressive. Basically, he dominated the championship. Yeah. You know, I was looking at his points chart after Abu Dhabi. He scored 575 points. And the next driver up was his teammate at only 285 points. So mm. even if you double of what Perez were to, to have scored... He still win the championship. Jeez. <laughs> M- Max could have been his own team. Wow. He could have just been his own team. <laughs> And the next should driver, have been his own team. Yeah, should have been his own team. And he, and the next driver down was Lewis at two hundred and thirty four points. So he could have not raced a couple of races and still <laughs> win the championship. <laughs> wow, that is unheard of. Yeah, that, that, that that's uh, un- unreal. Yas Marina is a race always won by someone in the top two, with the exception of Kimi Raikkonen, who started in P four in twenty twelve. But I think we already knew that Verstappen was going to, to run away with the race win again. I think the the biggest thing we were all hoping for in terms of a fight here was Ferrari taking P2 in the Constructors' Championship. And to be honest, Leclerc almost got P1 on the opening lap. I, I, I never mm-hmm. thought that he would hold it, but I did think he was going to get it. I mean, he dove into the hairpin, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. You, you, you always knew that Verstappen was going to hold it round, round the outside. Leclerc, though, I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm gonna say he's my win it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> but just tactical genius, right? I I I thought the race was not the most interesting. I'll be completely honest, but his strategy masterclass at the very end, thinking about all of the various scenarios. This is a driver that actually gave up his spot for P2 to Checo just to try and build more of a gap to Mercedes. So I really got to say hats off to mm-hmm. that guy. I, I think he deserved so much more this season, but it just kept going away from him. Yeah, I hope Ferrari realized that, uh, Dan, you know, this organization must appreciate the uh, talents that they have. Um, Charles is a, is a real golden Ferrari boy. And if Ferrari is still not on par to him for a championship winning season, I think he'll leave. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Charles has the ability to 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 be on par to Max. You know, although the the, the Ferrari uh, machinery is not as good as a Red Bull. Let's be honest at that. You know, you can see from the top speeds, the minimum speeds, and high speed corners, and etc. But like you said, Dan, he's good in that game of chess, and that's what a Formula One driver uh, truly needs. Right, uh, especially with a team like Ferrari. So I hope he's in a championship-winning contender mm-hmm. beginning from next year. I would like to see the Ferrari red on the top step of the podium again. You know, I feel um, I feel like they they had the momentum this year. They're they're, they're getting there. I got, I have yeah. high hopes for them next year, especially like after Monza, mm. right? When yeah. they you know had a couple of pole positions. Correct, and um, the Singapore win was was mega Singapore as well with signs. You're right. Yeah, they probably they're probably getting some puzzles together, and and you're right, Dan. It was a true masterclass in in Abu Dhabi. But th- there's still something missing at Ferrari. I, I I can't work it out. The 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 only thing I can say, like my Malaysian side, is like the whole team, the car needs to Monday Bunga, right? Because there have been many moments where Sainz was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. There have been many moments where Ferrari has finally engineered a car that has pace. There have been many moments, this race included, where. Leclerc has just showcased that, and I believe that he is world championship material. But they just, there's always one of the three that messes up. Mm. And I can't work it out. You know, Franz Toss is, sorry, not Franz Toss. Wow, what am I? (laughs) (laughs) Brain fart. Um, Is the Ferrari guy called again? Frederick Vasseur. Vasseur, wow. Rookie error. Um, Coffee. (laughs) 
Are you sure we're, you watch Formula gonna, One, mate? We're gonna, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna cut that bit out. Um, I mean, he's knee deep in this turnaround project, but I don't know. I just feel like it's so demotivating because there's always something that, that goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, huh? It's tough. They they have their structural ways that goes back since since uh, you know the eighties or nineties. Now they've got new CEOs. You know the the um, the big family is also more hands on with the team and and I think Frederick Verso is the right guy. You know still today, although they're not in winning ways, I hope he's the missing catalyst in in trying to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the Schumacher era. You know they they. Hired Jean Todt, then they Jean Todt say we must have Ross Braun and Michael Schumacher. And once we have Michael Schumacher, he has all these engineering geeks that you know that entails in driving this team forward. So I think it takes time, and the the moment they go into winning ways, um, they will never look back. Mm-hmm. Yep. So only up from here for Leclerc, and let's just hope that his team actually allows him to do burnouts next season he was I think I think it's that was like a bummer wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like the one thing of, that yeah. <laughs> could have redeemed his race right <laughs> last race of the season why did he even care <laughs> yeah I did, I did want to ask that why like what are they trying to protect I mean Ron runs a manufacturing uh, car company in, in racing right so yeah, every, Ron, every, as, a, as a constructor yeah as a constructor right why so every part Maybe he didn't, they didn't, they didn't want to spend that spent seven hundred quid of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of drive shaft or, clutch. Oh <laughs> yeah, twenty five hundred quid of uh, Ferrari clutch. <laughs> Carry forward to <laughs> next season. <laughs> uh, that, that car anyway, they're gonna hang it up on the wall and they're not gonna see it again. Right, so. exactly. I think they're gonna put it on auction next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try and raise some funds. <laughs> Anyway, it was very, very sad. Uh, what was also very, very sad was Perez's P9 in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, during the race, okay, let's admit it, he had a decent comeback. But I don't, I don't know. I'm a bit 50-50 about this. It's kind of like playing on easy mode when you're in a, a Red Bull on a track like Yas Marina. Yeah. You just got killer straight line, straight line speed. But still, he's like 21 seconds off Verstappen in the race. Exactly. Right? Same car same track but he's always he, I just don't think he's he's doing what he needs like he he, he should be doing um, with Red Bull so one other driver we have to put a focus on is I was gonna say the grandfather of the paddock he's, yeah. he's not that old but okay the, the, the elderly in the paddock the godfather the godfather, the godfather. Okay, that's so much better um, Alonso wrapping up quite nicely in the championship right yeah that's right I think he secured total of six podiums this year uh, was second in the championship or second and third in championship throughout throughout majority of the, of the season and um, he finished uh, fourth fourth in the driver standing. So I think for Aston Martin, considering where they came from last season to this season, um, they had high hopes of winning races. I think they've really did a ten out of ten performance. Uh, they have high hopes of getting Alonso to sign for another two years, which mm-hmm. is very exciting for the sport. I know that some might not agree with the fact that they should give opportunity to younger drivers but they need someone like him in that team yeah 100% I, I think he's proven that he still has it 10 out of 10 for sure uh, 0 out of 10 from Stroll yeah. for me <laughs> so, so so Lawrence is going to swap his son with himself with, no with Drogovic <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I mean the, I think I think that would be a good move but again <laughs> politics with with daddy um, daddy issues yeah, daddy issues <laughs> Interesting move with Alonso. I just want to, like, before we do wrap up the, the race highlights, um, Alonso brake testing Hamilton. True. That, that he, but he did do it for an advantage. I mean, I think he was expecting Hamilton to dive on the inside. So Alonso brake b- broke earlier. 
got off the, th- the, the brake and then went back on the brake again. So he braked earlier. Hamilton was complaining that he was brake testing. But I think it was because he wanted Hamilton to dive in so that Alonso could get DRS for the next straight, which is always the tough thing about overtaking on this track, right? You overtake once and then you know that once you come out of that hairpin, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, there's several drivers who did it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a smart tactical move because if done safely if done safely 100% um, I think it's hard to predict with the fact that you know you can't you can't there's no signals or anything right yeah. from, from the car in front so it's typical Alonso creating opportunities always and uh, his race craft is immaculate yeah and 100% and ga- gaining that DRS that little bit more mm-hmm. can gain him the gap to pull away from from Hamilton I think it's it's, it's solid yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the winter season, uh, a lot of shows for us to watch. Obviously, Drive to Survive is going to be coming out. I still have to catch up on the whole Netflix Cup thing. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan but of Don't golf. bother, mate. No? Yeah, don't bother. Okay, I'll, I'll watch the yeah. highlights. But another show that we're going to have to look forward to in the early stages of discussions right now with CBS is Gunther Steiner, <laughs> who is in the works for a office-style sports workplace comedy. Wow. He's the executive producer. So, I, I so don't it's going to be like The Office. It's, it's a single <laughs> camera TV show, which is what The Office was, right? It's like that yeah. handheld VCR type, like zoom yeah. in, zoom out. So I think they're following that concept, but it's going to be a workplace comedy. I don't have too much detail right now, but I think that sounds amazing. I mean, anything yeah. with Gunther, Gunther Steiner and <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it. No, I, I would love to see like a team principal like him, one handheld camera, a day in the life of, of a Haas team principal. <laughs> I think it's... And, and you know, the Formula 1 team principal, they always travel, right? They, you know, he's, he goes back to Austria, he flies to America where, where the Haas HQ is back in... Um, Switzerland? No, uh, he's I think he's in Austria. If somewhere with mountains. Yeah, somewhere with mountains. <laughs> and then the UK base, you know? Yeah. So I would love to see, like you said, that VCR camera following Gunther Steiner, but he has to have a mic on yeah. um, to listen to every single conversation. I'm sure he's having at least 20, 30 phone calls a day screaming to everyone in the factory. <laughs> we look like a bunch of legends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would love to, to hear his um, conversation with Gene Haas. I mean, look at Gene Haas. He's, he's you know, uh, he came from a NASCAR team and you know all the way in the US and mm-hmm. working together with Kunti Steiner who's, who's in the mountains of Austria right yep. yeah I think they, they did cover a day of like his schedule in the one episode of, of Drive to Survive I, it's just y- you were going through his schedule there it's no wonder my guy looks so exhausted <laughs> like <laughs> just it sounds so so exhausting anyway something to look forward to um, and one last bit of gossip uh, from you Jazz Franz Toss stepping down Yep, it's the end of an era. He's been in in uh, the early days of Scuderia Toro Rosso when Red Bull bought the B team. Has groomed many, many world champions um, in the likes of Sebastian Vettel. Um, he's brought in uh, many great talents, you know, from the Jean-Éric Verne era to... Algaswari. many young talents. Some are superbly having incredible sports car careers and, and some are having incredible DJ careers as well. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> but... Uh, Algo Suari was, uh, was an interesting one. Yeah, part of the Red Bull uh, synergy, I guess. <laughs> um, but kudos to him. You know, he, he yeah. brought great leadership in that team uh, from a small team winning a race in Monza and he was very well influenced in the Red Bull junior team selection. So, um, all the best in your future endeavours, uh, Mr. Franz Doss. He's like a, a Felipe Massa of the team principal world. Like a, a very good 
B driver, B team. <laughs> um, speaking of the B team, I hear that AlphaTauri is changing their name again. Yeah, to like Racing Bulls or something. Yeah, something very very similar. Which is just I don't know. I don't know who does their branding. It just oh no, it just seems off. I heard about um, Hugo Boss coming on board with them. Uh, Hugo Boss Racing Team. No, uh, it might be Hugo Boss might even buy out AlphaTauri the brand. You know, I don't. Who buys really? AlphaTauri? <sighs> Maybe we're on us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I definitely not. I can tell you how much they cost. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it does, huge, does, doesn't make any sense. Huge rumor. So, um, yeah, the B team can be named anything, to be honest. Yeah, Jazz Bunch of Far Racing Team. <laughs> anyway, Pooey. for the last time this season, boys, win it or bin it. You guys got it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got, you got your thinking faces on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. win it. Three, two, one. Leclerc. Leclerc. Oh, okay. Oh. Why did you choose driver of the day? Well, because he was driver of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he? Actually, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I, I thought Yuki because um, he's now scoring points, which is good. Um, he's beaten beat his teammate. And he met Jason Staten. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's so a he's real winner. winner today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he your hero? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. That's brilliant. Um, so Leclerc was actually going to be my second choice. Why did you choose Leclerc, Jazz? I thought he was he was on par to Max. He had an opportunity to win that race, to be honest. And I like his hunger. He's still so hungry to to win. You know, um, I've seen his uh, you know faces in the podium where he knows that he's a win is more much more deserving for him than a podium. So yeah, he deserved I- that. And I guess with that tactical masterclass as well, uh, it just shows that he's not just a pretty face. He's not just a brainless talent. He's a smart man as well. He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I reluctantly chose Max only because it's the last race of the season. And I think when you come out with that level of dominance, just I, I, I don't see how he can't yep. not be the winner. Anyway, that's my boring answer. Binnett, y'all ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Sergeant. Sergeant. Ooh, what'd oh, what'd you say? I did science. Science? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Why, yeah. why, why science? Well, he effed it in quality. Yeah, fair. And he did it in the race as well, so... He <laughs> <laughs> was just slow. He <laughs> yeah, was just slow. <laughs> what about you, Jazz? Why, why Sergeant? I reckon his time is up, really, Dan. Um, you, you really think so? Yeah, I think his time well, is up. It's like Jazz been put, pulling the plug now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Logan. I think, you know, I think we had several episodes talking about Sergeant, and we know how Red Bull is like. Ten mm-hmm. races, you're not performing a route. You know, we know what Ferrari is like. We know what other teams do their driver swappings, and Williams have been too kind with that. Um, track limits, yes, but he was still way off the pace from Albon, and Albon was the one that brought the team to seventh in the constructors. So, um, if they have two Albans, God knows where they'll be. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough, fair enough. I, I, I think I tend to agree. While we can speculate as much as we can throughout the season, I think where they're, where he's at right now, and the way James has been speaking, I think he's out. Poor guy. We'll place our bets. We'll, we'll find out next season. Anyway, uh, that's wrapped up our Abu Dhabi review. Uh, but do not worry. Uh, you still have a few more episodes coming from us before the end of the season. We have a season summary coming your way, including some blooper reels. Uh, and I know that's something to look forward to. Don't forget to vote for us as well. This is a very, very important point. Uh, we are only a few days away from voting ending for best podcast on the Shock platform. Uh, please go to Shock 
podcast website. Uh, go to their website, Google it, get on there. You'll see the uh, award voting page pretty obviously. Get clicking. You can click up to five times per day per device. I know all of y'all own at least a computer and a phone. So that's at least 10 votes from all of you guys per day. Uh, so if we win, like we said last episode, Wayron is going to sponsor people to drive around Evolt. He has not confirmed this, but I'm confirming it on his behalf. Let's go. Um, yes, I will. So let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Again, stay tuned for the last few episodes of this season. But for now, that's all from me. I'm Daniel Woodruff. I'm Jasmine Jafar. We're on 10. And that is Suited and Booted. Thank you and drive safe.